Hi guys, I'm Summer. And I'm Carolina. And we're sleep consultants. For 21 years combined and really great friends for like two months. We have our own kids. I have two kids over 18. And I have two kids under 18. We have worked with over a thousand families combined. That's a lot of kids. That's so many kids. And we also run our own sleep consulting practices and we mentor other sleep consultants. That's a lot of things that we do. Yeah, but you know what? Our goal really is to bring peace and less stress into your homes. And that's why we decided to do a podcast together. Call it for the love of sleep. I just love that. So if you guys want some sleep tips, laugh, and know how we get through all these things, come on down and listen to our podcast. Hi everyone, this is Summer from Summer Sleep Secrets. And I'm Karolina Romanyuk from KarolinaRomanyuk.com. <laughs> all right, we already know this is going to be a fun episode. For one, she's eating soup, you guys. Oh, wait, no, 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 hold on. Do you know what kind of soup I'm eating? It's going to be something with matzo balls or something. <laughs> No, it's even better. I'm eating borscht. So- I love borscht. I want to go to your house. My mom used to make that all the time. That is like the best soup ever. Because in my apartment, the lighting like sucks there. And and I don't know what happened because they were like remodeling um, the, what is it? Um, Like the balconies. We all mm-hmm. got like new balconies. And I'm trying to do like Zoom sessions and I'm by the window and it could barely record. So right now, like while we're doing the podcast and like the YouTube, I'm at my parents' house. My mom comes down. She's like, I think you need to eat in Chihansi, like this bowl of <laughs> You know what I think of when you say that though? Is deal. Deal. Like that's the main thing, right? You put deal in it. And it's like all of a sudden my mouth started watering. I'm like, man, I want some borscht. The dill? But, no, but it's, it's the sour cream that does it. I mean, oh my gosh. you can't have borscht without sour cream. It's like naked. I don't think we put sour cream in ours. I think my mom put cream. Do you know what I did one time? Because I ran out of sour cream and I never told this to anybody. Well, now the whole world is going to know. Um, I put mayo in it because I ran out of sour cream. Don't make that face. It tasted so good. If you like mayonnaise, it tasted really good. But I think I was, maybe I was pregnant when I did that also. I don't remember. Um... I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to have my mom, who lives in Kentucky, make me some borscht, because I don't even know how to make that. What is she doing? I tried hey. so many times to make it for the life You're of me. eating soup. I'm eating lemon heads, because, like, the I depression is real. The depression is real. When you see yourself on a commercial, and you're, like, 150 pounds overweight, you just start eating lemon heads. Yeah, just eat more lemon heads. Come on. More fat. There you go. More sugar. Oh, stop it. I'm really excited. I want to see what you're... The, what is going on here? Do you see this? I like um, it. I, I want to see the commercial. It's just... Mm. Well, it's going to air um, uh, November 1st on Hulu. And then it'll be on my website, too. Okay, we'll just keep this here. I, <laughs> I need to put one on the other side so you're not one-sided. They're my like, hair, you, at least you have curl. My hair is like so flat. They're baby hairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, never mind. Now it looks really weird. <laughs> Just put it behind your ears. <laughs> it doesn't stay either. It like sticks out. It's For anyone flat. listening to our podcast, 
and you're not watching us, just know that she has wings <laughs> coming out the side of her head. It looks like, you know, like the, like when you watch like those cartoons of like old men and they have like a hair sticking out of their ears, like that's what it looks like. It looks like that. Oh my gosh. So we have a, this is really going to bother me. Um, we have a really great topic today. I'm just going to Okay, you know what? Forget this. I don't know what's going on. Like your hair looks good down. Just put your glasses on. Let's just get the show on the road. Come on, Chicky. Yeah, let's let's wrap. You and your fancy like nail polish. Look at you. Oh, I did blue for us. I know. They look really good. They're already chipped. You see this? <laughs> yeah. I went I went like this to my husband. I'm like, look, it's broken. And then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you are so dangerous. Look yeah. at you. It's just me. It just comes out, and I don't really mean any harm by it. Hey, me neither. So, so no worries. And then afterwards, because I was, whatever, we, <clears throat> we'll go on another topic with this, because this was really funny. But let's talk about today. What, we were what? We're going to talk about pacifiers? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. That's Okay, let me slurp on my soup while you start the conversation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so hopefully... We don't take anyone off, but okay. So what is your take on, oh gosh, she's eating. My nose is running. I don't even know why. Okay. This world is, I'm sorry. I apologize for this podcast today. All right. So I started a new job last night Mm -hmm. and um, the mother is trying to do everything right. And she's doing great. I think as new moms, we want to like set an unprecedented, like we're going to be structured. We're going to not have, um, any of these like yeah like we're not going to create bad habits right oh boy so I i know i do too the problem is with that philosophy is that we don't live in a perfect world if we lived in a perfect world then we wouldn't have bad habits but is a pacifier a bad habit to me personally and i explained to her last night is that I would prefer to have a pacifier mm-hmm. over a thumb sucker. Mm-hmm. A thumb sucker is really hard to stop and teaching them to stop sucking their thumb. Yeah. Whereas versus a pacifier, we can just get the tip off and go, whoops, it's broke. I don't know what to tell you. Do you know that there's a company um, where they actually have it in phases, like a piece of the past, like you have a whole pacifier and then I think they cut it a little bit or they do something and then, like, they have, like, five stages. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But I want to kind of clarify for our listeners and for our viewers, what age are you talking about right now that you started with? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I just jumped right in. Um, I have a, <laughs> a four-week-old. <laughs> I know. I'm just assuming you know what my brain is waving through the I TV. <laughs> so I am a newborn hair specialist, and I'm working with a new family, and I have a four-week-old. Yeah. So, and last night, of course, of all nights, it's my first night on the job and everyone that the NCSN I had in there before me for the whole month was like raving. He's perfect. He's great. He goes right to sleep. We've gotten, you know, no bad habits. He just eats and goes to sleep. Well, I don't know what happened with me last night. It was either me or him not knowing each other, but like from 2am to four o'clock, this little kiddo would not stop fussing. I mean, it was like, I leave him for like a minute and he's just screaming and I'm like, oh, what is going on? 
So I had to like hold him. I rocked him. He was like arching his back. So to me, that's like, you know, and it wasn't, oh, this is hard because um, it's like reflux symptoms a little bit, kind of like, kind of may have been flaring around the four week mark. Yeah. But because he didn't, he was squirrely. I always call it squirrely when they're like trying not to do the bottle. So he was kind of squirrely. Um, so there was just something off with him last night and it was my first night with him. So whenever I'm with a new client, I always tell them the first night's always me meeting the baby. Like I don't know his personality and he doesn't know me. So tomorrow night, game on. Like I now know what you're doing, but Fortunately, um, she got him up today on schedule and he's up at seven and he ate well and he's been napping great all day. So he should be since he had me rocking and rolling from two, two to four last night. <laughs> so where did the pacifier come in? Well, she told me when I first arrived that she didn't want the pacifier as a crutch. She feels that, that okay. she didn't want to develop that and they're very like strict. Well, you know, 2.45 in the morning, I'm running around the kitchen looking for anything that looks like a pacifier because I'm like this kid is like he's not settling down he doesn't want to be held and so I'm like I know he just needs something to suck on because some kids just need something to soothe right like he just he's eaten like there was just no issues that should have been there so I'm like okay so 45 minutes and I'm searching this house everywhere I finally go in the nursery and turn on my phone light and I'm digging through all the drawers and I finally found a bag full of pacifiers like behind all the swaddles and I'm like <gasps> jackpot I'm like okay grab a passy and then I feel really guilty because she was like so adamant not to do it so I like text her when she texts to check on him and I was like I um I, I kind of give him a pacifier I really hope you don't mind but like he would not settle yeah and she was like no it's okay but like next time don't and I'm like that's fine I want to respect mom but it's such a hard subject for me because, you know, when I see a child that really wants to suck on something and is instantly goes to sleep in his suit and I can pop that sucker right back out, which I did, and he went right to sleep. But, you know, is it right or wrong? And I, so I make sure I always tell I'm honest with my parents. Like I, I like using pacifiers. It's nice to stretch their sleep. And so I don't think I'll break this parent, but um, I just have to suck it up. But you know, the other alternative is to let him cry. <laughs> funny that you said, I have to suck it up. You I know. have to suck the passy, not him. <laughs> I'm the one going, ah! I mean, it's so funny how like as NCS is our newborn care specialist, they're like, Oh, you must be really calm and stuff. And I'm like this going across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Why in the world are you not going back to sleep? <laughs> And then, then I'm like texting the other newborn care specialist today. Does he cry like this? And she's like, he's never done that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's time for a career change, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember, no, but this is like for, for newborns though. And then like for older kids, because I remember when I had, when I had my, my, my first, the first thing that when we went to the pediatrician that we asked and my husband was really adamant about this also no pacifiers and I'm like why and then he said because I don't want them to be eight years old and like needing like to suck on something so that was like a big fear and then when we brought it to our pediatrician he started laughing and he's like, you two are like your new your first time parents so you're, you're, you're practicing you um, <laughs> um so, like being really nice about it 
and, and he's like, no, you know, your little one needs a pacifier. If they want it, they can take it. If they don't want it, they don't need to take it, but it can help some kids. So I agree with you. I love pacifiers. Um, I, I know that, you know, some kids, if they're not even really needing like the food at night, but they just need the sucking, especially if they're mm-hmm. preemies, um, that helps them a lot. Mm-hmm. And always help to kind of take the passy away. And there's so many other alternatives versus just like not giving it to them. Um, but I think the other component is like when they're older, let's say like they're almost past a year old, right? Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Because a lot of like PD, um, like dentists- You put 30 pacifiers in the crib and tell them, find it for yourself. And when they all fall out, it's your fault. And you're not getting them back. No, honestly- I- um, I've had moms do that in the past and I've had them also buy the glow in the dark ones. I and hate I, those though. Cause yeah, I, I feel don't like they're them. so bright. They really are disrupting to their sleep. Yeah. And why did they make them in such bright colors? Like if you're going to do it, why don't make them? Like I don't know. Fluorescent red. green. Let's go for it. Yellow. I'm like, come on people. It's like a flashlight in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You don't, you don't see anything in the crib and all of a sudden you see like this little glow in the, and, it, and it looks like the full passy. And I'm like, right. me right now. And the parents would just say, you know, because I need to see it when I need to give it to the child. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So what I've done in the past, something really fun is um, not like the glow in the dark ones, but I had moms in the past that would put like um, for older kids, not for younger ones, for older ones. Um, uh, like glow in the dark sticker yeah that's not like super like bright and they would put something just for themselves so they could see it and yeah. then put it that way um but what other stuff do you like for older kids what would you I mean do? older kids I would say honestly that around 15 months I would get rid of it like it's just it does it's a crutch it should be gone by 15 months and you easily do that by taking it away and they don't have it anymore and you have a few days of fussiness um, that's when you're they're old enough to realize that it's gone and they're just gonna have to either take on something like this and have like a lovey or something I have several of them for my business my baby box that I you know build oh, for parents <laughs> so I actually have like this too and I have you know I've got you know we got all I got a whole closet full of like gifts that I give clients, you know, I might gift it to them or they buy it and purchase it if they can't get out of their house. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know. I'm setting up an email right now about, um, what did I title it, title it as? Uh, it's, it's very people outside. I don't remember what I said. Something, <laughs> um, like there's too many people and mm-hmm. It's, it's like a lot going on and people are like going back indoors, but that's like on another topic. So let's go back to pacifiers. <laughs> COVID 101. Here we go. Back in the house again. Cave it. And then um, you say that while you, you're eating candy, like it's like- I know. You know, that was the biggest thing we did was buy candy at the store. Yeah. COVID put us in our house. What did we do? We ate candy. No, you had candy. I think I bought like every chip that was made in or like sold in BJ's. <laughs> we did chips too Costco is it's like too much for me like I can't go there um yeah I love Costco but I only go like once a year or twice a year are you serious we go once a month 
I can't. I just, I just, I just, not I don't know what to buy there. I honestly buy stuff. I buy the same thing and then I waste it. And I'm like, you know what we did when we first, <laughs> we first got married, we wanted to save money. So we went to, we went to Costco and then we went, then we, then we went to BJ's. Um, cause it, it's smaller. It's like two mm-hmm. in Costco for me, but we wanted to save money. So we figured, Oh, okay. Let's get the family triple size ketchup that we only use once in a blue moon. <laughs> Obviously the size of my head for two people. And, and we're like, but we're saving money. Yeah. We're saving money, but we're also wasting most of it because we don't even eat it. And then, uh, if there's like so much stuff. So we're going to like, we're completely digressing from pacifier. We totally are digressing. And I have a whole story about Costco that started my marriage that my husband still to this day, we've been married 22 years this in November. Oh, and are you going he back yelled at me when I was getting married to him because I went to Costco and my mom always made rice and a rice cooker and I wanted a rice cooker mm-hmm. and I had never done it on the stove and I was getting married. I was 21. So I was like, I kind of need all the help I can get, but he gave me money for me to travel, not money to spend. Okay. So I told him a white lie and said, no, I didn't get it at Costco. I didn't get anything at Costco. Then my mom comes to the wedding and she was like, oh, have you used your rice cooker yet? And I'm like, oh, and I look at him and he's like, did you buy that with the money I gave you for traveling? And I was like, Oh my God, I nearly married you 24 hours ago and I'm only, I'm already in trouble. I was so mad at my mom. I'm like, mom, shut up. And she's like, I don't know what I did wrong. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So Miles was like totally mad at me for like, I think a couple years. <laughs> I think he would never let it go for a few years. It may have been five years. There was a long period of time. He never let me live it down. Like he's. Still bringing it up, he says. He, actually, yeah, it has yeah. been a while. I yeah, brought so it up. Miles is like the behind the scenes. He's the be- yeah. He's the behind the scenes man. He's literally hiding. behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, back to pacifiers. Yes. I you know one thing I do like to bring up to clients and to families um, is that the AAP guidelines are kind of for it because it really does help with SIDS. Like, if a child is sitting there sucking they're remembering to breathe, they're remembering to swallow, they're remembering, there's things for a reason. So I kind of feel like, especially at four weeks old, that it should still be like, if they'll take it, Yeah. why not offer it? Now it doesn't have to be in there and you're holding, oh my gosh, so like you're sitting here and you're just like holding it in their mouth. Well, we have a problem. Like they're not wanting it or it just, it's if it drops out, it drops out. Yeah. But like, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to suck on it and they're going to go to sleep, you can, I take it, I call it um, a disrupt, I call it a soother and a disruptor. Oh, I like that. So it's like it soothes and then when it drops out, it bings in their ears. So I just kind of gently take it out before it drops and then put it aside. It's just a soother for the time that they need it. Like last night, oh my gosh, this kid needed it. And I'm like, okay, we got to give it to him. And he went right to sleep. I mean, he was out like a light. I, I felt really guilty because mom's like, no pacifier. And I'm like, yeah. I think no. the main thing is it's not, it's not necessarily pacifiers because what I've noticed over the years, it's there's so much stuff on, you know, the internet and in mommy groups that say, 
if you do this, your child is going to get, you know, addicted to not sleeping in this specific way. And then their props. And I get like also lots of moms and dads tell me what about white noise or blackout curtains. And I think it's, it's the fear of giving something with then knowing, will it work? Will it not? I rather not give it to them and mm-hmm. have them figure it out on their own. But I think the main thing and the biggest takeaway from today's, um, you know, podcast talk. And, and talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? What, what am I What is this? Like my soup is like yelling at me right now. Um, but <laughs> but cool. it's just the fact of, you know, listen to your child because nobody knows your baby better than you. And I, you know, as we always say all the time, your, your instincts will kick in and you'll yeah. know. And don't be afraid because there are so many other alternatives and other ways that you can then ease out of it. But for now, if it's what your child needs, it's what they need. It's like sometimes like where parents would say, you know, I'm kind of really scared to go into the room now because I'm, I'm like having like PTSD from before we were sleep training. And right. I always tell them like, but it's your, it's your child. Like, don't be afraid. And mm-hmm. if you need to go in, you just go in. Mm-hmm. And that was a big realization for me because when my son was, was little, I was legitimately like petrified of him being in his own room. I was petrified of, I, if I heard like one little peep and I was not there before he had a second peep, to me, that meant like I was not a good mom. Like Aww. that's literally my connection. And it was a really intense connection. And um, it took it actually took someone really close to me to give me the permission. Yeah. I needed permission. At least I felt that I needed the permission that I can go and hold my baby and hug my baby and love them. And I know that that sounds completely like- And the permission to put them down and distance yourself. Because- And I know that that sounds really like- strange for some people that are listening to this and for others they might think like oh my god that is my story but it it's just the reason why I was feeling that way is because I was trying to be the perfect mom perfect wife and I was reading so much stuff that's telling me the rules of what not to do but I was not listening to what I can do and what I I felt was right at that moment and my motherly instincts were like kind of being conflicted you just said it though what and then we're going to get on a different subject we're moving on from pacifiers at this point it's actually following your mother's instinct or your gut instinct and i think that we've talked multiple times on this in the podcast that we have lost the sense of what our gut is telling us like okay well and i'm not gonna diss the outlet but the outlet the outlet is lovely for a purpose like if you have a really sick child or you had a baby in nicu totally understand it but it also gives a false sense of security so if your gut you know we instinctively know when we i mean and for some reason we we can hear our child throwing up or yelling for us in a deep sleep that we're in all of a sudden we're like (gasps) did you hear that? And it's like, husband didn't hear it, but we heard it. We're like, okay, there's something wrong. And, and that's our gut telling us, okay, your brain is hearing something because we, our brain doesn't shut off when we're sleeping. We're constantly alert. So yeah, I think having mother's instinct in our gut to follow it. And so, and not following everyone 
I mean, look, we give advice for a living. This is what we do for a living. We give advice. We tell parents what to do and they love it. But it also in there to say, what do you think? Because that's, is like, I'm not going to tell you after a while, I'm going to give you the instructions, but after a while, I'm going to say, well, what is your gut telling you? Like, yeah. what, did, what did you do differently? Because I didn't respond to you right away. How did you respond to that? And because that's what we're doing is we're giving you the ability to be really good parents. We're giving that permission to you to take it over because like, we understand as consultants and just moms in general, everyone needs advice. I mean, I still go to my mom once in a while. If I need something, you go to your mom. It's like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, she's feeding you right now. Boy, your mom's making sure you're eating. So we still do that, but we got to have the idea in our brain. We have to function and know that we can also take care of our child and just follow our gut instinct. So, so today that's what we're talking about. Now you need to eat your soup. I don't know if I want it now. Because you want mayo in it? <laughs> I think I was pregnant when I ate that. Oh my gosh, I can't. But it's like salty. Yeah. So maybe it added salt to it. I don't know. No, it's salty as it is because it has like the beets and like the stuff. I, I know. Make it. Oh my god, I tried to make it a bunch of times and I and I ruined my pots and pans. And I don't know. I I try and make soup and I can't figure out how to do it because I can never. Oh, get I make it. good soup. I can't get the liquid to the solids right. I either put too much of something in it. You just keep pouring more liquid in. Like if I see that it's simmering down too much, I just go and get either a chicken broth or a veggie broth or a beef broth or I put water in it. Like, and then it, and then it, and I add another like bowling cube or something to it to make it so that it has more flavor. Our next segment, we should, you should teach me how to make soup. Okay. I think, and actually this would be good for baby led weaning because I have a really good soup that parents can make for their babies. And then they can also puree it afterwards and it makes a really good kind of like paste feed. It's really good. That was good when my kids were learning how to have solids because if I screwed up on the consistency, I still puree. So it doesn't matter. So it worked great either way. But then when they got older, I'm like, well, what the hell am I making now? Because it's, it's, it's like a combo of soup versus soup. And I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, we can talk about baby led weaning next time and like some foods and stuff that I've made that I made for me because I'm trying to lose weight, which is not really happening because I'm saying here, I'm eating a ton of sugar. But um, yeah, so we, we all need sugar. I mean, my kids just brought me like a bunch of ice cream right before and I'm having soup so that'll be we have root beer floats before bed every night my husband and I were like so bad lately it's been like every night that I'm home I never actually had one okay now you know what I'm done we are not friends <laughs> no <laughs> I've had a root beer float I've had root beer but I've never actually had a float before you need to add ice cream vanilla ice cream old-fashioned ice cream like this. have you wait, wait have you ever had like like a like I should go make it and then eat it in front of you because it was yes. really- but have you ever had like a food orgasm before? No, I've never had anything that that was that good. Yeah, I, well, I don't mean like an actual like you know, okay like we're going well, like- okay let's go like like everyone was right around the table. I've had done that. I've cooked a meal one time. I cooked um what was it chicken marsal with like gar- garlic and cream cheese, mashed yeah, yeah. potatoes and asparagus. Oh and like, 
Vogler. Nobody talked. Like everyone just ate. And then afterwards, I was like, "What did you guys think?" And they're like, "It was delicious." Like nobody, they everyone just wanted to eat. I was like, "Okay." We were at a friend's house, and they and I like this is like the dumbest story, but it's so funny. Um, like I think it was the end of the summer, and it and they bought like this new ketchup, and I you and ketchup. This has been the segment for ketchup. <laughs> Whatever. But no, I, I'm not that of a ketchup fiend. My youngest is. Like, he puts ketchup on everything. But we were having like hamburgers and they told me, oh, we have something new for you. And I'm like, oh, what is this? So he Buffalo. put some fancy ketchup. No, it's not, like the ketchup. It was um, okay. like truffle oil ketchup or like something fancy. Mm. Oh my God. I bit into it. My eyes bulged out. And my husband is like, are you okay? And I made this noise. <laughs> and he's like, I have never seen a reaction like this from food from you. And I'm like, it was so good. And then when we- It was a Harry Met Sally moment in the restaurant. You're like, <gasps> it was so delicious. And then when I came home, I did like, cause they, they grilled all, all like the meat and stuff. So like we could all take like for lunch for the next day. Right. <laughs> cause there was like, like this much left of the ketchup in the jar. <laughs> so he put it in there. Um, like our friend, he put it in the bag and then yeah. when we came home, I opened it. I opened up the bag cause I didn't know it was a surprise for me. I opened it up and I'm like, <gasps> Oh my God. And my, my husband is like, are you okay? I'm like, he gave me the ketchup. <laughs> Now I want to taste this ketchup. That sounds really good. It was from Trader Joe's and it had, it was, um, I think it was like. I think people need to be sponsored within us. Like we keep mentioning names. I mean, come on, we're, we're name dropping like crazy people. <laughs> but um, it was truffle oil ketchup. Truffle. That sounds delicious. I, truffle I can't. I can't. I don't even know if they still make it. My mouth it. is watering right now. It was so <laughs> Good. Okay, so now all of us are gonna run to Trader Joe's to get this so that we can have a food orgasm. Like we really want to taste this. <laughs> also, how did he cook his hamburger? Because that's a good question. No, but the meat was not. It was from a butcher, and it was like marinated um, hamburger meat. Yeah. So it was. It was like a combo of everything. Yeah. But then when you put that ketchup on top. <laughs> your face <laughs> all right we're gonna end it with that now everyone has to go to trader joe's i'm headed to the mall right now so i will go check it out okay. i will buy a root beer float for our next episode okay um, let's each have a root beer float next tuesday is a date <laughs> what kind of ice cream do you put in it vanilla i do tillamook and i do old-fashioned vanilla it's a brand See, I'm name dropping again. It's Tillamook is a brand of ice cream and it's delicious. It's old fashioned. I got none of that over here. I got Hagen Dice. <laughs> That's fine too. It's fine. I just, Tillamook, whatever, whatever. It's a good ice cream. Just get an old fashioned vanilla ice cream and then okay. scoop like three scoops into a cup, pour your root beer over and just start drinking. And we use A&W oh, root pour beer. It over it? Yeah, you pour it over. It's in a glass like this. And then you just fill it up with ice cream and then you pour the root beer over and then you use a spoon and you eat it. Um, it makes a lot of foam. And it makes a lot of foam. So 
it might pour over. So be careful. Like don't pour a ton. Okay. So what I'll do is I won't, I'll, I'll pour it when we're going to, when we're going to do the video. Okay. Perfect. And then we can see her make them slurping. Cause she's going to, you guys all know this. She's going to be drinking this up. <laughs> I'm also okay. I'm going to make one too. All right. Next week it'll be fun. We will have a new baby topic and we will have a new toddler topic and we will have It'll all be about food next week. I think we're going to be doing a lot of food talks. We can so. talk about nutrition and sleep. Nutrition and sleep. Yeah. No root beer floats before bed. We already know that's a no-no. Yeah. And pacifiers are good. Unless your child has a lot of teeth and they don't need it. And then you can get rid of them. <laughs> okay. We'll just end it. Around 15 months, just drop the passy. Just yeah. But there cut are it off. Get rid of it. Throw it away. Give it to the neighbor. Do something. <laughs> I actually had clients before give it to their pediatrician. Um, so when they make like a well visit appointment, yep. the, uh, the child has to hand over the pacifier and then it, it works really well. Cause yeah, like, we did that at Toys R Us. We bribed our daughter. We took her to Toys R Us and said she could pay for her toy with her passies. So she had a little basket with all of her passies and it took her hours to figure out to get a poly pocket. I mean, she went from like buying a $7,000 toy house to <laughs> a poly pocket for like 20 bucks. <laughs> a poly pocket cost you 20 bucks? Oh yeah, like she well, she had to get like the dresses and the house oh. and the it was a little, you know, thing. It was a kit. So she walked up and she was 3 and she she three guys, three. Yes. She was three. Um, so she walked up and she gave him her basket and warned them before. Yeah, they knew. (laughs) (laughs) Then we were the last to leave Toys R Us. We were there seven hours. They were all lined up waiting for us to get done. Stop. You're exaggerating. Not at all. A hundred percent. It happened. And Ethan of course had to get something, but we didn't, he, you know, our kids are 16 months apart, so Ethan had to get something, but it was all about Sophie. So when she, all these people were lined up that worked at Toys R Us, and they all clapped when she paid with her passies. Oh, it was so cute. And then when she came home, she found more passies because, you know, she had like 60,000 of them. And she went and threw each of them in the trash when she'd find them. See, so she got it. For me, I wanted to get rid of the passies because I knew that he didn't need them anymore. And he, like my, my oldest, um, no, my youngest, so on how to get rid of them. So I got rid of them. But for myself, I kept one emergency pacifier. <laughs> well, you know how that ended up. That one emergency pacifier was the permanent pacifier. <laughs> oh, no. No, we didn't keep any. Actually, it was really funny. Sophie used to, like, keep the passy in her mouth. And she's like, I want, I want, I want, I want, And I'd say, take your passy out. I want to go to, I want to go to the store. I'm like, you couldn't hear anything around the passy. Anyways, long story short, cut it out sooner than later. Don't do what I did. Her teeth were horrible later on. So just FYI, get rid of it as soon as you can. But they are for a purpose, especially when they're babies. All right. Emergency one if you decide not to have them. (laughs) No, don't do an emergency one. Like if you're done, mom, you're done. Like don't do that. Cause yeah, I'm sure grandma had a few at her house too. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. It was fun.